Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with bonus episode 237. So I'm going to wrap up our mini series on editors within the mini series on writing your book to talk a little bit about some of the questions you might want to ask when talking with potential editors for hire for your first book. So uh, this is not an exhaustive list. There are probably many more questions that you can think of, especially depending on the book that you're going to write. But these are some of the questions that I found to be really helpful to know uh, before working with uh, Megan. And a lot of these questions she, uh, she already anticipated and provided and, and explained to us what her workflow was like, what her expectations were, and how she was going to approach editing the book. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in. So the first is definitely experience, but not necessarily the type of experience you may be thinking of. So you may come across freelance editors who formerly worked at big publishing houses, but remember that a lot of those freelance editors, especially if they have uh, big resumes or big credentials, are going to be much more expensive. Many of them are going to be thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. And uh, unless you have a lot of money where you're a big influencer or a big name, uh, that might not be a good fit, especially if you're writing your first book and you're doing so on a budget. So really experience goes to their level of experience editing in general. And for Megan, what was interesting is that even though she had never edited a book before, there were a couple of things that really stood out about her. Uh, number one, that she has a English background, and so she was a poetry major, and uh, she wrote a lot of poetry back in college. She really was, uh, you know, someone who studied that as her craft, and even though her career didn't take her in that direction, uh, she does a lot of writing, she does a lot of editing in her current work, but moreover, my experience working with her in business school was where I got to see firsthand her uh, aptitude for editing. And as I mentioned on a prior episode, uh, we worked on a lot of group papers, as you tend to do in business school, and she was fantastic as an editor. I, I saw firsthand, worked with her a number of times. So really ask about the person's editing experience. And it may not necessarily be editing books. It might be uh, what they do in their current job or what they do in their off hours. They may have a lot of experience editing technical work. Uh, and so just be open about that because depending on the budget you have, you may not be able to afford someone who used to work at a big publishing house. And frankly, someone from a big publishing house may not be a good fit for your book. And we'll get into that uh, with some of the later questions. But experience is definitely a question, a conversation you want to have uh, when talking to a potential editor. All right, the next really covers the workflow. And I talked about this extensively yesterday, so I refer you back to episode 236. But really find out what is the project management and workflow style of this editor. And I'm going to break this down as uh, as follows. So process. 
Megan had a clear vision of what the process was going to be like for editing this book. And she laid it out based on a couple of factors. Uh, the uh, Our availability, since the three of us are uh, different locations and different time zones, different responsibilities and, uh, you know, juggling personal and professional responsibilities. So the process really was about making sure that we could find the pockets of time to be efficient and that whenever we did get on a call that we would make the best use of that time. But also, uh, making sure that we had open communication through email and, and the phone calls that we needed to. And that really just started with those initial conversations. It really started with uh, when Megan and I caught up for lunch and I was broaching that conversation about having her come on board and potentially editing the book. Uh, obviously, the editor's uh, uh, process in terms of reading the work is going to be important. And uh, that's one of the things that Megan did was she read through the book or the version that we had, the draft that we had, I think at least one or two, if not two times, uh, you know, first a quick read through and then she went through it more thoroughly so that she could give us notes. And I think notes are going to be a critical part of your editing experience. So find out what that process is like. For Megan, it was about doing so at five to seven chapters a clip every week and providing us notes as she was going through the book. Your editor may have a different process, so make sure you understand that going in. Highlighting. Does your editor get into the, the weeds when it comes to highlighting and pointing out the line editing and also have that conversation. Are you hiring someone who's going to do both line and content editing or is this person specifically going to focus on one? So again, depends on the book that you're going to write. And finally, communication. I really think this is key to the success of a good editor-writer relationship. What kind of communication channels do you have and how open is that communication flow? For Megan, she was extremely adaptable. It was emails, text messages, and weekly phone calls. And I firmly believe, maybe I've been spoiled by this experience, but I don't know that I would ever want to <laughs> have another editor who's not going to do all of those things. And it's and I point this out because a, a friend of mine who's been working on his first novel for quite a while uh, has gone through two expensive editors. I mentioned this, I think, two weeks ago. And uh, both editors basically said at the outset, uh, I don't do phone calls. To me, that would be a turnoff, especially now having gone through the process with Megan and seeing how valuable those phone calls were. I would want uh, at least a, if not a weekly, a bi-weekly or at least at the very minimum, a monthly call, a check-in call, because I really think it's important to have those conversations. It doesn't have to be face-to-face, over the phone, FaceTime, what have you. I think that's important, just talking to your editor, because there's only so much you can communicate through emails and highlighting and notes. All right, content. If you are hiring someone who's as a content editor, a couple of things that uh, you really want to uh, ask about is obviously after they read your book, do they understand the uh, the book? <laughs> do they like it? I, I think that's a basic question. Did you enjoy the book? And do they enjoy the book? Do they understand who the book is for? Can they see the potential audience or market for your book? And that's something that Megan actually had a conversation with us about. And for you as a writer, you should really know your books, what they call logline or elevator pitch. Can you summarize in one sentence what your book is really about? Get into a conversation about cost. And I know it's not always comfortable, but that's going to be essential if you're going to hire someone for a service like editing. How much? 
if you're working with a publisher, and Alyssa Carpenter talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, so do check out that ap- uh, episode. If you're going with a traditional publisher, they're often going to provide you with an editor, so you're going to be working with one of their in-house editors. But if you're self-publishing, uh, like many of you may be doing for your first book like I did, you're going to need to budget in costs for an editor. So talk really look at what, it, what do you have to spend and also cross-match that with what the fees are for the editors. And some editors will charge per project, some per time, and some will be per word. I mean, understand what the costs are going in. Generally, remember, freelance editors with big credentials are going to be expensive. Do you necessarily need an expensive editor for your first book? I don't think so. So do shop around. You may have to take a chance on a first-time editor, and it can work out beautifully if you understand what it is they're able to do for you. Talk about the contract. You know, uh, obviously, you know the costs, the terms, the the project, and expectations. But what if it doesn't work out? How does it work uh, if, in case you decide the working relationship isn't going to work out and you need to part ways? Really make sure you understand that before going in. And finally, this is going to be something that I think is just more on you as a writer. Credit. Uh, at the very minimum, if you have a great experience, you should acknowledge your editor and your acknowledgments. Uh, we actually put Megan's, uh, gave her a credit on the cover. She did such a wonderful job, but really just kind of know that uh, based on the experience because an editor does a lot of work for a book. Uh, remember, at the end of the day, it's about how much uh, this person cares about the book that you're writing. Uh, the write-up is at bemovingforward.com. Remember, next week, episode 238 on Wednesday.